Live from ClickOrlando.com, this is News 6. This is a News 6 Plus takeover. Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's Fourth Estate. A Florida deputy was rescuing drivers from rising waters when he went under. Popping up 30 seconds later. Can you believe what just happened to us? You okay, buddy? Realizing he and the man he was sent to save had both been sucked through a drain and underneath a five-lane highway. Oh my God! Oh, thank you, Jesus. Watching the body cam is wild, but I don't think it gives you a real grasp of what happened. Uh, and so let's just bring him in here. This is Deputy William Hollingsworth. Thank you so much for joining us on Florida's Fourth Estate. <laughs> so let's just kind of set the scene here, Deputy Hollingsworth. You, uh, how did you get into this situation? And and tell us how it all just played out. So we were having some very severe weather uh, that resulted in flash flooding on one of the main thoroughfares uh, in my district, um, a divided uh, four-lane highway and some cars were running into that standing water and becoming stalled and submerged. And uh, I was patrolling and making sure that no one was stuck in their vehicle and there, you know, everyone was gonna be out of harm's way. And I uh, came across a, a man who was outside across the um, highway from me in between uh, us was the water and I was trying to get him to make it over to me uh, to safety and uh, unfortunately um, he became submerged uh, and disappeared under the water and mm. uh, went after him and I found out uh, that the sheer amount of water that had pooled in the area created a, a whirlpool uh, on a drainage culvert and I, too, uh, was also sucked into that. And thankfully, um, we made it out OK on the other side. OK, oh. so that is the, the short and sweet version. Of yeah, it. that was a very concise version. <laughs> <laughs> because the version we saw played out, we, we actually let a lot of it play out on our air because we found it so fascinating. And Matt, are you ready to play some of it right now? This is right after. So this is how this deputy and the guy that he rescued are feeling just right after this crazy situation, after they had been sucked through this drain pipe, which I have to ask you some questions about. So let's yeah. listen to this. So my my word, uh, that is the reaction that you would expect from somebody who just thought they were going to die. Like you had to think. So, OK, take me to the place he gets sucked down. It could have been an alligator. He could have had a heart attack. Who knows why he just got thrown under the water. You go to the place where he was, which is extremely heroic, my man. And I appreciate you for that. 
and then you feel the power you're not you don't strike me as a small man this water sucks you through the pipe like can you feel what's happening to you as it happens absolutely uh it wasn't until that i had brushed up against the edge of it the uh the concrete that kind of uh they they put on the edge of the uh culvert pipe that i realized why i was moving uh so fast um under the water and uh there was no fighting it it just grabbed my legs and and took me in and you don't know how long that pipe is right like you you, as you're getting sucked through you have to be saying to yourself how am i where am i going to end up i i really had no idea where or how long it was going to be but i did know that i had no oxygen down there um Mm. the pipe was completely submerged in water so i just had to hold my breath and and hope that it was going to be a short ride well let me tell you just watching that even for the casual observer that was not a short ride and uh I can tell that you're a man of faith and also listening to your body cam, I can tell that you're a man of faith. That's right. Was there any point in that where you just sort of said, okay, it's, it's out of my hands now. I'm just going to ride this to the end and see what happens. And you just thought, maybe I'll come out on the other side. Maybe I won't. I knew I was in trouble uh, from the moment I entered the pipe. I uh, can't really explain it, but I I had this feeling that although I was in grave danger, that if I were to just calm myself and keep my composure, that God would see me through it. Mm. Yeah. He most certainly you, did. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you thinking at this point? I know you're 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 thinking about God seeing you through, but are you thinking about anything else? I'm thinking um, about my family. I'm thinking um, about not seeing them again, them not seeing me. Mm. Um, But I made it through, and I'm blessed to have that time um, with them. Absolutely. You know what I love about the video, too? So you just go through this crazy experience. You get sucked through this pipe. You come out. Mm I don't know, maybe a hundred feet. You go basically if you if you don't know this area, he got sucked underneath the road through this drain pipe, is what it sounds like. Came out into a separate body of water. Yeah, and then sounds he like gets a stunt. Up, right. It sounds like like uh, yeah. If Evil Can Evil did this. I'd I'd buy it on pay per view. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll pay fifty bucks for this. <laughs> you know. And so you get out. You're and you, but the first thing you do, pretty much. Can you believe what just happened to him? You okay, buddy? Can you believe what? Can you believe what just happened to us? Like, did that? <laughs> did I just hallucinate that? Is what it feels like you're saying. And then, exactly. and then you start looking after him. Are you okay, David? Like, can you believe? Like, I mean, it's just I'm fascinated by your response and your interaction with the guy who went through the same thing. Well, I was concerned. Uh, if he hadn't have gone through the same thing that I did, I probably wouldn't believe me if I told someone. (laughs) I I knew from personal experience what he had just gone through. And so I just wanted to make sure that he was all right. Yeah. I I mean, I can't even imagine because if it had just been you without a body cam and you go into the office, guys, you're not going to believe believe what happened happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. So that being said, what kind of training 
or is there any training that gets you ready for something like this? Well, we live here on the coast, so um, part of our training includes uh, surf rescue, you know, awareness uh, in partnership with the county lifeguards, and we have a bit of that, but um, I don't think a whole lot of that applies to uh, whirlpool drainage culverts <laughs> where you yeah. can't escape from i was gonna That's say very- if y'all trained for that you train for everything i'm impressed with i'm impressed with the scambia anyway but that would that would be impressive even more so what are you taking from this my friend like uh after this situation i feel like when you have a near-death experience it sort of brings you closer to the things that are important to you what what does it make you think uh, going forward has it changed your viewpoint on life at all and has it changed at all how you maybe approach your job in the future? I'm going to go back to work and do the things that are expected of me. And um, I'm going to keep living my life uh, with uh, joy and enjoying my family and just being grateful uh, for everything that God has given me. And it just reminds all of us, I think, like if I see you on the street and I, who knows what kind of day anyone's having, I would never know that you just got sucked into a whirlpool a few weeks ago. So maybe I might want to just be a little nicer That's to you. Fair. But we That's fair. just live our lives like that. Like, I don't know what that man's been through, but I'm just going to say hello and be kind. <laughs> he might have been. Whirlpool. Yeah, he might have been through a whirlpool or something. <laughs> we have so many stories that end badly. Uh, good to see this one end okay. Deputy William Hollingsworth sucked through a whirlpool down a drainage pipe. Came out the other side, and uh, thank good. you. Looking we appreciate you looking as good as ever, my man. <laughs> Have a great one. Thanks for joining us on the show. From water rescue to rescuing the ocean, we introduce you to the Florida company making it their mission to clean up the world's waterways. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. We live in a place that is surrounded by water. And very often, you know, you hear about scuba divers going down and they find all kinds of crazy things. We have this one story of someone finding, how many cell phones do you think are on the ocean floor? (laughs) Too late. I'm going to answer it. A lot. (laughs) I thought you were going to answer it. The answer can't be a lot. It's not scientific. How, that is scientific. And how many cell phones do you think are on the ocean floor found that are working? Uh, too late. One. One. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the guy who found a cell phone. It was zipped up and it's still working. Yeah, that's right. This is Alex Schultz. And uh, we, we, we found him because he found this actual working brand new iPhone on the ocean floor and then was able to return it to the person who lost it, which I'm sure that person was like, oh, what was that? I thought what? it was just out over $1,000, so thank you. Um, so we wanted to talk to him and then we found out the reason he was out there is because he cleans up the ocean and his company has actually cleaned up just now 30 million pounds of plastic out of the ocean, which is a pretty fantastic thing. He joins us from Boca. Alex, thanks so much for joining us on Florida's Fourth Estate. 
Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's a a pleasure to meet you guys. It's nice to meet you too. So can you tell us what happened? Is this a normal thing for you? I can't imagine you find like a perfect (laughs) iPhone all zipped up in the case on the ocean floor very often. But tell us what you were out doing and and how this all went down. I'm the co-founder and CEO of 4Ocean, which is an ocean cleanup company. We uh, employ full-time captains and crews around the world to collect plastic and trash out of the ocean. Uh, We manufacture and make products out of that plastic, and then we sell those products to fund our cleanups. Uh, So we employ a a couple hundred captains and crews around the world. And just like you said, we're stoked. We just hit uh, an amazing milestone of 30 million pounds of trash from the ocean. So incredibly, incredibly stoked and appreciative of of that amazing milestone. But uh, yeah, recently came across, uh, you know, doing a dive cleanup here in Boca Raton, just cleaning up uh, Lake Boca. And that's an area, it's like a sandbar. A lot of people go on the weekends and they'll hang out and grill and, and have a good time there and uh, and found a bunch of stuff. I, I always find all sorts of debris, sunglasses, beer cans, you know, a lot of, lot of uh, uh, trash along those lines, but came across a an iPhone. And I found iPhones in the past, but most of the time they're, they're basically all locked up or, or the salt water has just kind of destroyed them. But this one was in a waterproof case and uh, found it. It's appeared to be in great condition. Uh, brought it back to our office where I was able to charge it and then looked at the emergency contacts on the lock screen. And lo and behold, there was a, a contact said, mom, gave it a call. And, uh, and the woman answered and said, oh, my God, I can't believe you found my son's phone. He lost it, you know, a few days ago. And, uh, and she came on over here to our, our office and we were able to return it. And, uh, and it was amazing. Oh my gosh, mom, the call is coming from the ocean. That is fantastic. That is the equivalent <laughs> of finding like a tic-tac in the ocean because once those things are gone, they're gone. And you certainly don't get them back in working condition. Did you get the name of that uh, case that it was in? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, but it was a waterproof case. I think they got off of Amazon, but it was one of those traditional ones with the plastic closure that you, you, you yeah. pull and, and snap shut. Yeah. <laughs> It was a great ad for the, for the cell phone case company. I can tell you that. <laughs> Your love of the water is what really has driven you to make sure that it is always there and clean for all of us to use, really. How did it come yeah. about that 4Ocean is something that is your your passion? Sure. So so I grew up on the west coast of Florida on a small island and uh and, and I've always spent all my time on or in the water. So I'm a licensed captain. Uh, I surf, I dive, I do everything. Everything that I do in my free time revolves around the ocean. Uh, and, and thankfully with, with my career. So uh, I went to FAU over here uh, in Boca Raton and uh, got a degree in, in business management and entrepreneurship. And I always knew that I wanted to start a business around something I was passionate about. And, uh, you know, it actually happened with a, a surf trip to Bali with a buddy of mine. And that's where we saw a crazy amount of plastic on the coastlines and the, and the shorelines. And we wanted to find a way that we could employ captains and crews to collect plastic. And uh, that's where we came up with the idea to sell products uh, to, that could fund the cleanup of additional plastic from the ocean. So uh, we started back in 2017 and, and it started with just my buddy and I, and, and it took off very quickly. Uh, we grew to hundreds of employees and we set up cleanup infrastructures uh, all around the world. We've got headquarters in Florida, uh, in Bali, in Java, in Guatemala. Um, and we were able to, unfortunately, end up to uh, employ hundreds of captains and crews around the world. Anytime you have that kind of rapid growth, it captures everyone's attention. So they're wondering, okay, what are these guys doing? What are they really about? And, you know, you guys sell the bracelets, right? And, yep. and that has caused a lot of controversy. But we 
we try to do our due diligence here on Florida's fourth sure. estate and just look for like I, I looked up your rating as a charity and you got 99%. But why do you think it is that people are so obsessed with the fact that these bracelets sell for about 20 bucks and mm -hmm. they are confused by what you guys do with that money? Sure, sure. So so we're actually a public benefit corporation. So think of Patagonia or Tom Shoes, uh, Ben and Jerry's, companies like that that have a business model. So so we are not actually a 501c3. Uh, it is a public benefit corporation. And what we do is we collect that plastic from the ocean, we make products, and we sell them. Uh, so think of uh, and, and a one-for-one -one model of removing one pound of trash from the ocean uh, is comparable to like Tom Shoes uh, in, in a sense. Um, and, and I think for us, that's been, a, that's been a big focus of us is scaling our cleanups around the world and, and hiring more captains and crews and just expanding uh, our operations as much as possible. Uh, we've got some innovative tech. We've got some, uh, some new exciting things that we're doing as far as expansion uh, location-wise. And we're just doing everything we can to really push our cleanups forward. Everybody thinks you have to do something grand or, or start a charity or start a business to, to clean up uh, the ocean or even the planet. What is your advice to people who they want to do something, but they just don't know what they can do or how to start? You had to start somewhere. Sure, sure. I, I think that's that's exactly it. It's just to start. Uh, it's very, It can be very intimidating. I mean, when you take a step back and think about uh, how much plastic is entering the ocean in the first place and what we're doing, you know, it can be overwhelming. But I think at the end of the day, it's all about putting that first step forward and and trying to make a change. Because for us, it, it's never my wildest dreams what I think that we'd be where we are today. I mean, 30 million pounds is like mind blowing to me. Uh, you know, when we first started, we thought that we could, you know, make a make a small impact. And, and now we're able to employ hundreds of people. I think for anybody out there that wants to start, that is the most important part. Put that first step forward. Try it out. Uh, I say this a lot. Seek advice from those who know. You know, try and find people that have had experience. Look for mentors. Look for coaches. Buy anybody that cup of coffee. Be a you know, do anything you can to try and and just be a sponge. And and most people you'll find that you know ha have had a ton of experience. Really appreciate people that are are eager and hungry and and want to learn and want to build something and want to have an impact in the world. Alex, 30 million pounds, that's a lot of trash out there. I'm yes. curious of two things. What is the most common thing you guys and your crews find? And what sure. is the craziest thing that you guys have found while out there in the ocean? I'd say, I'd say the most common thing that we find is, is single-use plastics. It's the plastics that are consumed in a, in a couple minutes' time, and then they're tossed, and, and they last forever. So this is the, the polyethylene terephthalate bottles, the plastic soda bottles, water bottles, uh, the multi-layer packaging, the sachets, the water bags, all the different items that are, are kind of like chip bags and, and things along those lines. Um, and then just a lot of rigid plastics, high-density polyethylene. Um, so think of like buckets and uh, laundry detergent bottles and things like that. So it's a lot of the single-use plastics that we're finding. That's the most common form of plastic. I'd say the crazy thing, we're definitely still waiting on that band $100 bills. I haven't found that one just yet. But uh, but uh, I'd have to say our crews actually have come across like a, a few dead bodies. Um, wow. You know, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been pretty heavy, uh, you know, out, out in these different areas. So um, that's probably the gnarliest thing that we found. But uh, the coolest thing, I think, is this iPhone that works and, and brought it back, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know, we, we always have the stories of like a pallet of cocaine washing up on the shore. Or, yes. Uh, I mean, We're, I don't know. No, no square groupers yet. No square groupers yet. <laughs> no square yeah. groupers. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for, for caring about our planet and especially caring about our ocean because if you live in Florida, that's we need that's it. our bread and butter right there. We have to have it. We want it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Alex Schultz for Ocean. Uh, thank you guys. 30 million pounds of uh, plastic pulled out of the oceans and one very important iPhone to somebody out there, I would imagine. Alex, thanks so much for being Absolutely. on Florida's Fourth Estate. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate you having me. Have a great day. And thank you for watching Florida's Fourth Estate. You can download it from wherever you listen to podcasts or watch anytime on News 6 Plus.